Swing and a drive! Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their stories. And now, here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter. Hey, everyone. Great to have you on board again. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Red, White, and Blue Jays the podcast that gets to talk to Blue Jays fans around the UK and further afield. Hope you're having a good week. Hope you're enjoying the Winter Olympics. It's still on from morning, afternoon and evening in our home. Loving just watching all the events. Really hoping Team G can pick up a medal or two. Looking a little bit sparse at the moment in the trophy cabinet. But let's keep hoping. We're not even halfway through yet, so still plenty of time. I was really thrilled to catch up with some good friends of mine today. Mark and Sarah from Canada. Known them for quite a long time now. Avid members of our Facebook group. Uh, So they had lots to tell us about their memories of the Blue Jays. So I really hope you enjoy this one with Mark and Sarah. The podcast home of Blue Jays fans UK. You're listening to Red, White and Blue Jays. I am absolutely thrilled to have two good friends of mine on tonight for this podcast. Mark and Sarah, thank you so much for spending a bit of time. How are you both doing? Good. Yeah, Great. Well, as we do with every guest, we want to find out a little bit about you guys just a little bit of your background, sort of things that you're doing in life generally, where you are, all that sort of stuff. So, Mark, tell us a little bit about you and um, what's happening in your life at the moment. Um, I mean, I'm born and raised in Canada, so the UK connection is basically through Sarah. Um, Been a baseball fan my whole life. I'm in London, Ontario, which is eh, two hours from Toronto. I'm a software developer, so I work from home. I get good opportunity to uh, watch the games, even if they're on a day game or very nice, whatever. But excellent, Sarah. How about yourself? Uh, I'm originally from England, northwest in Cheshire. Um, I met Mark coming up to seven years ago, and things were going well, but it was in the winter. And he said, you will not like me very much come springtime because I'm a diehard baseball fan. And I was like, I don't really know what that is, but you can teach me if you want. So then YouTube videos began and moved to Canada a few months later. And now we hit up Blue Jays games every chance we get. And brilliant. pretty much life is baseball. Excellent. So I want to know the story. So how did you guys meet? What's that? Give us a little bit of background on how that happened, because it's not every day that, you know, somebody from Canada meets somebody from the UK. Mm-hmm. So how, how did that come about? So we met online. Okay. Complete, complete accident. No dating website. It was a really nerdy game where there was probably about 10 people that Skyped every day and had a couple of cocktails together and one day I said, huh, kind of like your accent. And then that's where it began. <laughs> you won him over. 
<laughs> what am I about? The Canadian so, accent. Yeah. So what was it? What was the nerdy game? It was something called Tribal Wars. Okay. And it ended up becoming less about the game and more about the social interactions of yeah. people from around the world. We had Brits, Canadians, an Australian. So In India. Yeah. Oh, a nice German guy too that we're still friends with. So mm-hmm. that's amazing. I mean, good, yeah. good people. I don't think I've ever heard a story of somebody, you know, meeting through through a game. I mean, that's that's amazing. That, and so, so where was the first meeting up? Did you go to Canada or did Mark come over to the UK? Yeah, so I didn't even have a passport yet. So we were chatting away and then we kind of said, how do we feel about getting together and seeing how that worked? And yeah. got myself a passport, jumped on a plane and... I remember my mom saying, there's no point going to visit because you're not going to date him. And I was like, I'm just going to see how it goes, mom. <laughs> and then I guess I've been here ever since. So. That's, a, that's a fantastic story. And are you working, Sarah, in Canada? Are you doing anything at the moment? Yeah, so I've worked in um, insurance for the last five years nearly. So I love my Brilliant. job. They've been really great. I yeah. get to go visit home on my vacation. So yeah, nice. Fun. And you are you are picking up a little bit of a, a Canadian twang, I can hear. <laughs> the, 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 Every time the, I call home, my dad is not very impressed with uh, my Canadian words at all. Yeah, yeah. I think I think <laughs> I think you need to to rub off a little bit of the northwestern dialect onto Mark, and you know, let's let's hear him, you know, do a nice British accent. I can oh, I can't do it. It sounds Australian. It does sound Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just embarrass myself. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, anyway, it's, I, it's I, pretty bad. Yeah. So it's Both great. of you will roll your eyes. And it'll yeah. just be in, just a laugh at Mark session. I like that. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think we should do it anyway. You've ended up too much now. Huh? No, I can't. Uh, Go on, Mark. You give us a little. You You've got to do your governor thing. You can't. So my friend, the... my friend, and I joke around with Sarah that we know this isn't British, but we always say hello, governor. And that's and Sarah gets so annoyed that we it's just continue so to say it all the time. I've never yeah. heard a single British person ever say it. I don't know where they've got it from. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's a stereotypical phrase, isn't it? Brilliant. So you you guys stand in London. Uh, so I've had one opportunity to visit London. So I know oh, I say know a little bit. You know, I was passing through, but it, it's funny. I was just just before you came online. I was just flicking back through photos that I took when I was was in London and uh, I had forgotten you know, you've got a River Thames uh, you've got Covent Garden you've got St Paul's Cathedral so there, there's some some <laughs> some parallels there not just those there's a, a million the, the the area of London that we live in is called Byron right so that's Amazing. I mean there's yeah. there, there's Oxford Street Wellington Street there's a, a city nearby named Windsor. Everything around here is stolen from England. Yeah, yeah. No, I think an much. English person created London because there was absolutely no artistic no. range on the names of places here. It's no. very much carbon copy of an English map. Yeah, I was funny because I, I, what I remember about London is that we parked up at what felt like the top of the hill by by park area, and then we walked down the hill down to the river. And uh, I took I took a photo of the um, board describing the River Thames, and even that it says it it starts in Tavistock, which is uh, 
an English town as well. And so, yeah, lo- lots and lots of references to the UK. And, and actually on our trip, we passed through London down, down to Windsor. So, yeah, it's just it's funny, isn't it, when you, you sort of see all these very familiar names around the place. Well, familiar <laughs> yeah. But for us anyway. If you've got a story to tell, send us an email, bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. Now, back to Red, White and Blue Jays. So, Mark, growing up in, in Canada then, so let's just um, let's just dial into you in terms of your childhood memories of baseball. Uh, did, did you play as, as a lad? Was that something you did at school? I've played every year since I was four. I still play now. Really? Was, the only exception was uh, 20, like 2020, 20, yep. whatever the year that 2020. COVID first started and they shut the whole season down. Yeah, that's the only year I haven't played baseball since I was four years old. And same team all the way through. Have you moved around? Moved around, but I mean, as a kid, I had the same. I played hardball, which is what you see on TV. Like that's yeah. real baseball. Yeah. And um, I had the same core of friends on the same team for most of the time. And then I would say in my adult years, I've played slow pitch and okay. i've played probably for three main teams over the course of 20 years so for the most part the same group but yeah bouncing around a little bit and what position do you play right now i play everything i play outfield i play uh i prefer to play second base or outfield but they toss me at shortstop if we need it or whatever i'm kind of a i mean utility, uh, utility guy yeah Utility guy, yeah, for sure. Very good. And and your batting, what's that like? My batting, high average, good speed. Good. No power. No power. Okay. Very high average. Probably one of the most reliable, but yeah, singles yeah. singles all day long. Never never anything more than a single very often. And so so your your love obviously for the game from from the age four, and I think I, I mean Sarah probably reflects on this as well in terms of you know people from the UK. All all the children are playing football. They're playing cricket. They're playing rugby. They're playing the very traditional British sport. Uh, so so neither of us would have had that opportunity as, as kids. I would have loved to have had an opportunity to play baseball as a, as a child. Yeah. But uh, there's m- more opportunities now, to be fair, than when I was growing yeah. up. But yeah. Um, yeah, Sarah, I mean, you obviously when you came to Canada, you knew nothing really about the sport. Probably a bit like me when I first went to Canada. I, I think one of the biggest memories I have was it was Mark felt like we were still like I was still back home and Mark was here and we were on uh, video calls and we were watching a YouTube pass game. And I think Mark had really thought that he taught me pretty much all of the basics of baseball. So we thought, OK, she's getting a good understanding at this point. And then I think it, if I remember rightly, I think it was Edwin. Yeah. Edwin hit a foul ball straight back, but he hit the ball. And I was, I was like new. And I was like, why didn't he run? And Mark's like, oh, I didn't tell her as many of the basics as I thought I maybe should have done. So then he had to stop and try and explain a foul ball and it has to go past these weird lines that way. And irregardless of whether or not you hit it, doesn't mean you always get to run. So that made me realize there's a lot more rules in this game than I maybe thought that there was. But that's one of the reasons why I've gotten so much into baseball, but I never have gotten on the hockey train or the American football train. It's all baseball in our house. So. Mark, your your passion is primarily baseball as opposed to a more traditional 100%. sort of yeah. 
hockey hockey person in, from Canada, uh, which is interesting. Chat, chat to Craig last week, uh, and he was saying exactly the same that uh, you know, hockey was just never in his in his um, mindset. It was always baseball. Well, if I go back maybe six, seven, eight years ago, I was almost as passionate about hockey as I am about baseball. But I think I, I just I just fell out of hockey a little bit. Um, if my team's doing well, which isn't very often, I'll jump on the bandwagon for the playoff run, and then I'll jump off as soon as the playoffs are over. And but the Blue Jays are different. The, the Blue Jays could go, you know, two and one sixty, and I'll be watching every game anyways. I'll be, you know, I won't be as happy as I normally would be, but I'll still watch all the games. And I'm assuming you would be a Leafs fan. No. Oh, okay. I'm from so, Montreal. I'm oh, you're Montreal. Fan. Okay. Which so, is why I jumped on the bandwagon last year at the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, I was just, just trying to work out. <laughs> as soon as they beat the Leafs, I was on board 100%. Okay, so so how did you become a Montreal fan? I'm assuming you grew up in sort of southern Ontario. Yeah, yeah. I've been in, in London my whole life, to be honest. Okay, so how did you become a Montreal fan then if you're from London? So I, I, my mom and dad are, are, are lead fans. So the truth is, I think I was sort of back and forth. I actually liked the Flyers for a little while. But then I saw Montreal. on They, were, they had an average team with Patrick Waugh as their goalie. And he won them the Stanley Cup by himself, basically. And I watched this playoff run. And every game, Montreal would get outshot three to one, like triple the shots by the other team. And, and they'd win every game. So I, it was just amazing. And I just couldn't, I got, I just jumped on board of the excitement of that playoff run. And then I just stuck with them. And I think, as, you know, as kids growing up, we all tend to follow teams that catch our eye at any point in time. Sarah, what, what was your sporting heroes? from the UK as you were growing up. What's your background in sport? Um, so I played field hockey for a little while and then got out of that. But I, my family are all from Stoke. So when Stoke were in the Premier League, a lot of my family were diehard Stoke supporters. They still have the accent. But my brother and my dad are diehard Liverpool fans. So I was always whatever team was playing Liverpool was who I was going for that day. Oh, okay. I thought I thought the fact that the, you had some some family members who were following Liverpool that that you're going to lead into, and now I follow them as well. But you've actually no. gone in the opposite direction, so that's you out the podcast. And then, and then I've moved to London, Ontario, and I swear every person that asks me about football tells me how they're a Liverpool supporter. And, and they're like, oh, you're near from there, right? So you must be a Liverpool fan. And I'm like, no, sorry. That's, yeah, it's amazing that, um, yeah, you know, being from Cheshire, that uh, there are a lot of Liverpool um, supporters in that neck of the woods. And, of course, Premier League is massive in Canada as well, isn't it? You know, it's very popular. Yeah. And so, it's you know, I noticed the difference between you know, being in Canada and going south into the States and suddenly just not even on their radar, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, Canadians love love the Premier League. Okay, so your first memory of going to see the Jays then, Mark, how old were you? I was eight. I, I don't remember the game very well, the details of the game. But I remember my aunt took me for my eighth birthday to see my first Blue Jays game. 
And that's about all I remember, to be honest. I don't remember much about the game. I just remember that she took me to my first game. And wh- when I've would that have been? Part, um, 84? 1984? Right, something okay. like that, maybe. So, Exhibition Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. And what was that experience like? I probably saw somewhere between 50 and 100 games at Exhibition Stadium before they changed. Um, they used to have tickets that you'd pay $4 for general admission. And then it would come with a free, a free pass to Ontario Centre, which was right across the street. And so my dad used to just pack hot dogs at like a picnic lunch. And we'd go sit at the park before the game and like a little outdoor barbecue they had at the park. And we'd cook hot dogs and we'd go for $4 to a Blue Jays game sit and watch them in the in the worst seats you can imagine because the bleacher seats at Exhibition Stadium were like metal bars. Very uncomfortable. But we'd go watch this game, $4 a person. Then we'd go to Ontario Place. It's a bargain. But I remember long lines because you had to wait. In a general admission, there was no assigned seating. So you had to get there two hours before the game just to make sure you had a good spot in line so you could get a good seat. Yeah, so... As I can recall from sort of photos that I've seen of the stadium, there was like a long, long stand which had a cover over it from what I can remember, which sort of seemed to be down the left field line. And then there was some sort of bleacher seatings around sort of home base and, and, and home plate and so on. Mm-hmm. Is it, where were you sitting in, in the ballpark when you would go? Would you try and get behind home plate? Now we'd usually be in the outfield because those were the cheap seats and we we just sit the outfield was like I think there were assigned seating in the in the more expensive seats but in the bleachers in the outfield just uh first come first serve so we'd always get those and just sit wherever we could but and if you were too far down that stand you were peeling away from you know the back wall of the outfield weren't you is it it was really because it was a again it was a municipal stadium wasn't it in terms of uh, football and, and and baseball so it wasn't really configured that well for um for baseball right and i think they they've torn it down now but i think it's in the same spot is where the tfc plays now i think they built yeah. the the stadium there for tfc in the same place and do you go over and see see the soccer at all no, I'm not really a big soccer fan. I have, I don't think I've been to a single game. My son, my son and my sister are big fans, so they've gone a couple times. But okay, okay, yeah, no, so Toronto, they've had a couple of uh, Premier League players come over, haven't they, and and, and played for a season or two. Uh, I've yeah. actually, you know, done done reasonable. But uh, okay, so Sarah, there, there's a task for you. You've got to get Mark to a football game, proper football game. Oh my. I don't like football. So oh, goodness me. Maybe my, bro- maybe my brother can take him. He did tell me a fun fact that one of the Toronto football clubs, Canadian, Olympic, uh, the right? Canadian player, actually played as a striker for my home team back home. Well, there you go. You see? Small world. Yeah, On the absolutely. World Cup team. Well, ne- next time you're over in the UK, Mark, we'll get you to a footy game so you can get the full, f- full experience. I think her brother wants to take me to Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, good luck getting the good luck getting a ticket. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Sarah, what was your first memory of seeing the Jays play? How, how long ago would that be? Oh, so that would have been, I think, my birthday. 
it was in April. It was yeah, April, it was on your birthday. That's right. April 17th, 2015. It was my first visit here. And we were originally going to go to, I think, Niagara Falls. And we were planning on going to the Jays game the next day. And we had really nice tickets for the next day. But then we decided, hey, we have time tonight to go as well. And at the time, I had a bit of a crush on Drew Hutchinson. I think I'm the only person in the world that has his jersey. And he was playing the night of my birthday. So Mark was like, let's go and try and get some tickets. So we got there, got some very, very last minute tickets. And we saw that whole three-day season. uh, Series. Series again, Atlanta. Yeah. And I remember sitting... I think it was the first game. That made me laugh. We were sat, and the guy sat directly next to me was an Atlanta Braves fan. And I remember Mark and him were having, like, a good chat. And I remember whispering to Mark, being like, they let you sit in the same section as, like, the opponent? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that's not allowed back home. And then we ended up going out for beers with the guy after the game. And I just remember thinking, I'm in a different planet here. Never mind, Will. Did you did you warm to the game straight away? Was it something that you thought, Do you know, I can get into this? Uh, or was it something that was a bit of a slow burn in terms of your enthusiasm for them? I think I liked it. There were so many small rules and you feel like you were just kind of grasping it. And then they do something else that happens maybe once a week. And I'd be like, wait, what is happening? And then we'd have to pause what we were doing and Mark would explain it for me. And I think that's what got me into it more was it wasn't like, here are your five rules, go. I still feel like you're learning more every day. Like the lockout, Mark explained that to me. But like there's little things all the time that I don't think anyone would ever fully know everything there is to know about baseball, which is what I like. So I think that's what drew me in. And the very first like weekend series that we went to was Amazing. Was that the, well, the first game? Was Josh, that the Donaldson one? The very first game we went to, Josh Donaldson hit a walk-off home run in the tenth. You can't really beat that kind of excitement for your first game, right? No, absolutely. Going to see the Jays in 2015 was obviously super perfect timing, wasn't it? In terms of all yeah. that happened that that year. So when you even in that opening series, was there from your perspective an indication that this team? was going to be really competitive for that season? Was it something that you could pick up even in the sort of the April of 2015? You were super excited. She didn't know as well. She was still learning. But I said to her, I don't know if she remembers this, but when they traded, she actually, when I was teaching her baseball, we were watching past games. And she really had a crush on Brett Laurie. And before we... There's a lot of crushes going on here, Sarah. Yeah. Oh, and Russell Martin. I, I know I know my type. Daniel Norris. Oh, Daniel Norris. Yeah, there was a few. <laughs> uh, but um, when they traded Brett Laurie for Donaldson, before she even had a chance to visit Canada and see mm-hmm. a game, she was a bit upset. But I said to her, Donaldson is so good. He, could, he could win an MVP for the Blue Jays. And that year he did. So... I knew like that they were going to be a very good team. I didn't know that they would make all the moves they did at the deadline and actually make a push for the World Series, but I was confident that they were a strong team. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And ha- having a walk-off experience, uh, I've n- no, I've not had one of those. Was it full the, the the ballpark on that day when you were there when that happened? Or pretty full? Yeah, I actually don't think it was that bad because I remember 
thinking that Mark, because it was like I said, this was one of the first times I'd seen Mark. I'd only been in the country for two, three days, and it was the first time we'd met in person. And I remember going to this game and it was tied. And then Josh Donaldson came up with the game on the line. And Mark was like, he could hit a walk-off here and got his phone out and started recording it. And then it happened. And I remember thinking, this man is the smartest man in the world. <laughs> how, did, how did he know that this was going to happen? I have it on YouTube, Facebook. And, he still, <laughs> and it comes up every year and he reminds me of, oh, I remember when I was the smartest man in the world that day. <laughs> I remember just thinking, how did you know that? And he's like, he has the capability of being the MVP. And then he did. So we were excited that year for sure. I oh, didn't. That I was didn't the know most the exciting year we've had since the 90s yeah. absolutely and so did you get to many other games through 2015 did you get into the postseason oh, at all steve sarah and i plan our whole summers around going to as many blue jays games as we can we were at two lows first game the we we try to make a point of of predicting special games so we had we saw tulo's first game we saw david price's first game i saw vladdy's first game we went to the game where they retired Roy Halladay's number. Um, we try and plan it to see people, see things that we want. Yeah. Because we're not that far away and we hit up so many games as it is. And we have the vacation time to just take days off wherever we want to take them off. So if we can hit up a fun game, like Tula was an accident. We went for Russell Martin bobblehead day. I think that was David Price, actually. It was a David but Price. anyway, yeah, it was an accident. We It was Russell Martin bobblehead day, Yeah. and I wanted that. And then it ended up being David Price's oh, first day. It. He's got it. Yeah. I got, there you go. Yeah, yeah. We went for that, for that, and it ended up being David, Price's first yeah. game by luck. So Amazing. Amazing memories. And did you did you get to the postseason at all that year? Did you... you you went the first game. 2015, I have a friend who has season's tickets, 10 rows behind home plate. And he uh, he sold me his tickets to the first game in, in of the playoffs. So they played Texas, and they lost that yeah. game. That was the series. They lost the first two games, and then they won the next three with the bat flip. So I was at that series, but I was at one of the losses. So Yeah, it was, it was, really a, real, cool. it was a seesaw, wasn't it? Because we, we lost the two mm-hmm. games in Toronto, and then they lost the two exactly. games down in, down in Texas. And, and so yeah, to to get the walk off of uh, oh, sorry to get the series win uh, with the backflip yeah. game well, it was extraordinary. So so obviously building up that season, you guys are watching that game at home just like the rest of us over here. Yeah. What was that experience for you, Sarah? You know, sort of seeing because it was in, in terms of you mentioning, oh, there's always something to learn in terms of rules. Yeah. Nobody seemed to know what was happening at the top of the seventh <laughs> inning when Russell Martin chucks his ball back and is like, is it alive? Is it dead? Is, you know, what's going on? It- exactly. Even well, I wasn't sure. Well, at this point, Mark's like screaming at the TV, like fully <laughs> on his feet. And I'm sat there going, can you just explain what's happening? But he was like so amped up for that. Well, I'm I knew trying it was- to understand myself because yeah. I wasn't quite sure myself. It was definitely, you knew you were watching a series that was, at least monumental for Jays fans of the last like decade. It had not been a very good run for a lot of Jays fans. I definitely came in at a great time, but the amount of things that were new and unheard of, and even Mark's in a ton of Facebook groups, and even they're all on there, and he's in the middle of the game being like, what is happening? And trying to like get some explanations of stuff because it was just carnage, but it was so much fun. And we have gone back and we watched those games and the highlights multiple times just because you 
it doesn't ever get boring. <laughs> do, do you know what was funny about that game to me is we tried to, because Sarah was still in England back then. So we would both load up like the MLB TV app and we would sit on a video chat like this and we just watch it together. But Sarah's feed was like, I was ahead. 15, 20 seconds ahead of mine. I was ahead. So when Batista hit the bat, hit the bat flip home run. I was like. Sarah's face just went. <laughs> and I'm still watching it. And I was like, oh, something happens here. That's I felt so, so bad. <laughs> I don't have a good poker face. So. No, wow. And I was who, like. Who would on that moment? Bad. Yeah, it was insane. But I'm like trying to keep some kind of composure. But I, I failed epically. Yeah. 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 So you, sorry, I was thinking that you were in Canada. So you were back here at yeah, 2.30 so in the morning, like the rest of us. Yeah. So I didn't move until 2016. So we started dating in the 2015, but we did the one year of long distance. So there was a lot of games silly early in the morning, but I controlled the work schedule and I worked in retail. So I would just schedule myself on the 12 till 10 shift, which was pretty much being on a Canadian work schedule. So then I could stay up till silly o'clock in the morning and yes. watch the game. Wise woman, wise woman. <laughs> 7 p.m. first pitch in Toronto. Midnight first pitch in London. We're Blue Jays fans UK. And we stay up late. You're listening to Red, White and Blue Jays. Okay, so let's um, let's just dip into your foul ball collection because I know every time you guys seem to go to a game, there is a photo that's being posted somewhere on social media of another foul ball that you've managed to collect. What is the trick, Mark? Because I have tried on several occasions. I've had my kids in tears because dad hasn't managed, managed to get one. Tell me the secret. I don't have a secret, Steve. I got lucky this year. Um, you dived. And in, in, in probably, I don't know how many games I've been to. I would guess it's somewhere between two and 300 games in my lifetime. I've caught three balls in my life and two of them just happened to be this summer. Um, one of them, I think Vladdy just threw it in from the crowd between innings after they warmed up and I, and, I, and it came to me. And then the other one this year, I can't remember who hit it. I think it was Espinal. Yeah, it was. Espinal hit a foul ball back. And it was COVID. So if it wasn't COVID times, I would not have caught this ball. But the whole row beside us was empty except for Sarah and my son. But they'd gone for, for a drink and a hot dog or something. So I had the whole row empty and it landed on the end of like the end of my row plus maybe one row back. But I ran, I had a chance to run over because nobody was there. And I just happened to be the first one to pick it up. So that was luck. Um, before that, the only, the, the only real ball that I've caught foul ball was, yeah, I think it was around 2015, 14, something like that. And we were sitting behind home plate, maybe 20 or 30 rows up and Kawasaki hit a foul ball straight back, just barely cleared the, the, the netting. And it bounced off a guy's hands about five rows in front of me. And maybe just my baseball instincts kind of it sounds like it all happened in slow-mo but i think i i remember in my mind thinking i better be ready if this if, if this bounces off his hands and it did and i just kind of reacted and caught it so so do you, do you take a glove to the game at all is it all barehanded 
I was barehanded, yeah. Yeah, well done, man. That's amazing. That's but it I, was it was funny. Uh, you know, you kept posting last year, and this was just, uh, this guy. He, he clearly knows. <laughs> he clearly knows what to do and where to stand. Yeah, when, when we went, um, my, just a bit my, lucky. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I think it is obviously a lot of luck. But um, we did try to get into the uh, batting practice early, in half a chance of trying to get one. But just as we will stand here, we'll stand down this line or, or whatever. Nothing's coming here, so we move around, and of course, then the next three go back to where we've just come from, and it's all that sort of stuff. So, there we go. Right, yeah. let's um, let's just dive back into memory lane from last year, because there's a couple of things I want to just chat to you about. Um, firstly, uh, and I'm adorning the T-shirt that you very kindly <laughs> sent to me, uh, the homecoming T-shirt of when the Jays came back to Toronto, and I know you guys were there for the, for that series. How emotional was that to to be there? To I mean, it was like opening day, wasn't it? But it was mid season. Yep. Outstanding. Yeah. Just yeah, just it's probably one of my favorite. Probably one of my favorite games so far. Just I've always found the culture of Canada itself is one of the reasons why I couldn't ever imagine going back home. But just the collection of like passionate baseball fans. Obviously, tickets were limited. They were doing social distancing. And it felt like everybody was there because they were passionate about the game. They weren't just there to watch a game. They really, really wanted to be there. And the atmosphere was electric. We've been to games where you've been fighting for a playoff spot. And I still found this game the most, probably one of the most exciting ones we've been to. Just, just the performance as well that the Jays put on like before and throughout. They they did make a full event out of that home game back, so yeah. it was really fun. I mean, I, I remember the scene particularly, you know, before the game where you know the players are all coming out into the outfield and 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 stuff, uh, and seeing clips of Charlie Montoya and 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 Bo and the guys looking really emotional about yeah. the whole feeling that was going on in the in the crowd and in the ballpark and just the thrill of being back um mark what, what do you remember that day uh i remember all the festivities were just insane um we got there i think maybe three hours before the game hit up a couple bars nearby and it was electric we couldn't even get into the like we had to go to one the first bar was full the second bar was full the third bar had an hour wait and it took us a while just to find somewhere to have a pint just because everybody in the city was just excited to have them back. And it, it wasn't even, I don't even remember the excitement of the actual game. Just all the buzz around it yeah. was just phenomenal. It was awesome. It was so loud. It was so loud. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and the impact that playing away from home had on the team that year a lot of people were sort of reflected in terms of yes, Dunedin and, and Buffalo were home, but they weren't playing in front of a home crowd. You know, it was quite volatile. I think in, in, at certain points in time. I mean, what, what, how was that sort of reported over your side of the pond? Well, I think it came out after the fact that a few players, kind of when they had come home, had kind of done interviews, maybe not explicitly saying it, but it was weird for them being in a home game, but their opponents were the ones that were being cheered on. 
and they were excited about being back because it just never necessarily felt like totally home. So, but I don't think anyone overly really came out and said it in a negative way, but just how excited they were about being back. And you could just tell by their energy, I think, on the field that they they seemed equally as pumped as the fans about being back. Even when they would come out to their walk-up songs, they'd make a big point of interacting with the crowd a little bit more than what they usually would because they're in the game. They, I do feel like they made a bit more of a point yeah, of absolutely. kind of showing off to the crowd a little bit to be like, we're home, we appreciate you. Yeah, things. Uh, absolutely. I think you, you've got it hit the nail on the head there, um, Sarah. The the fact that a lot of these players haven't ever played at Rogers Centre. I mean, that you know, you forget mm-hmm. that it's been that long a period of time right. that this was their first experience of actually playing in front of their genuinely home fans. And I think it had amazing. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head what the record was, but the record once they were back at the Rogers Centre was was phenomenal compared to. I think that cost them the playoffs. Yeah. I think if they were at home all year, they would have made the playoffs. I, I I truly believe that that made the difference of even at least a couple of games. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. No, I, I mean let's just just flick back to 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 the whole season. Then, um, how disappointed were you that they didn't make the playoffs? Were you expecting them to get there, or did you think at some point that mm, doesn't look likely? And then, of course, comes down to the last day. What was your what was your take on that? Once they had their their hot streak in September, I thought they were guaranteed. And they cooled down just enough that they couldn't quite make it. Sarah and I actually went to the final game of the year. And and by the third inning, nobody was paying attention. They were absolutely crushing Baltimore. The game was over in the third inning. And everybody, we had our phones out watching the the Red Sox and the Yankees games. And And people kept saying, what is the score? What is the score? Because they knew I had it on my phone. And then obviously the Jays totally won that game. And then after the game, they made a point of putting, was it the Red Sox game? They put on the they big put screen. put the Red Sox game up on the, on the Jumbotron. For us to stick around and watch. And I'll be honest, I was the pessimist even during the hot streak in September. I was like, I, I don't think, I think this happened a little bit too late. I don't think, I don't think they're going to make it. But Mark was ever the optimist and was like, no, we're going to do it. But for it to come down to that last day, that that itself was exciting. Yeah, we were like most people were more on our phones watching the other games, but the general atmosphere was electric. Everyone was on tenter hooks. No one wanted to leave. Like the ballpark didn't hardly anyone left after the game because they had the game up on the TV. Even the players. Were still there I was going to say, I, I remember the players staying, sort of hanging around, you know, the dugout yeah. watching what was what was happening. And actually, yeah. if I can remember rightly, it was quite late in the Boston game that they came through i think that you know they were behind at one point and yeah. it, was all, it was all looking quite good wasn't it and then yeah, yeah. they came well back. they put the game on and i think when they put the game on i think boston was losing so when they put the game on I, everyone was cheering i think it was yeah they were losing by three or four and everyone was cheering because they thought oh we we might have this one in the bag and then the atmosphere just got quieter and quieter as they started to edge out that lead and it was bit crushing but it was it was still fun to be there and i'm glad we were there and and am i yeah, right thinking that you you had tickets for the postseason or you hope and provi- provision no, no, we, wasn't, we wasn't didn't have any no no would you have tried sort something out but at the point at that time we didn't have anything no we probably no. would have tried yeah uh, who wouldn't 
And I think as yeah. you look back over the over the postseason games, and although I didn't watch many of them, I think if the Jays had got through, they would have could have beaten anybody on their day. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they would. I think they were top two or three in the major leagues with that team, but it was just too little, too late. They kind of put it together at the end, and they they were just one game too late. Yeah. But I think if they had a squeaked in, nobody would have wanted to play them. They they could have beat anybody. Well, didn't Yankees get a decision to play them when they chose not to? Or am I thinking? Yeah, do you remember wrong? that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. The Yankees got the choice to play who they wanted to in the tiebreaker. They didn't, they chose the Red Sox. Yeah. I think it says something. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think they were a feared team. Uh absolutely. Um in terms of uh looking forward, 2022. CBA just put to one side for the moment in terms of what's happening in that world, whether we actually do get any baseball. But let's assume we do. What's what's your optimistic levels at at the moment? What are you feeling? If nothing else happens, and this is the team we go in with, I feel like they have a very good team. But I don't think it's quite a World Series contender at this point. However, I'm confident that they're they're going to make at least one big splash before the season starts, as soon as they're allowed to. And if they do, then I do think like my my confidence level is very high, and that I think they'll be a World Series contender. I think they still have a move or two to make, but I think they're going to make them. Like I don't know, trading for Jose Ramirez, uh, signing Chris Bryant or Freddie Freeman, all those rumors. I think they're going to do at least one of those things. And if if they do that, I think they're a World Series contender. Yeah. And and is it around that sort of third, second base arena that you're most concerned, Mark? That, and I think they need one more. They don't need an ace, but I think they need one more reliable starting pitcher. Uh, or, or, or hope that Stripling or Pearson work out. But they, I don't think they have a guy... Like they, they have four four starters I'm comfortable with right now. Yeah, so no, absolutely. I think yeah, no. one more starter. Yeah, and, I, and a third base, second base. Yeah. Sarah, what about you? How are you feeling about 2022? I'm pretty confident that they're going to make it to any kind of playoff run, even without the conversation about a potential of an expanded playoff. So I'm confident with that. I'm kind of with Mark that I, I think there's one or two things that they could be doing, but I think if anything, they're going to remain exciting. I don't think there's any concern that we're going to have a surprisingly terrible year. I think the young guys are still young guys, but they're more experienced young guys. And I think Vladdy's going to continue off last year. And I think it's going to be really exciting to watch and any potential records that he could break. And I think the team is going to be exciting for a few years. And I'm definitely on the Shapiro and Atkins, what they're doing right now. It's exciting to see. You never know what's coming next. And they've made some moves that I don't think anyone expected that they'd be able to. So I'm definitely on board for the ride. Yeah. You're not not, uh, disappointed that Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon disappearing? I don't, I'm I'm happy with the signing that they did instead. I think if they hadn't have signed Ray, but hadn't have signed anybody else, I think more people would have been disappointed. But who was it? Kershaw? Gosman. 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 Yeah. Um, I think 
he didn't have the record year that Robbie had last year, but his stats are comparable. And I, I think yeah. it's a good signing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, I think Gosman's going to be every bit as good as Ray. And I think Ray could take a step back this year. Ray had one phenomenal year and I love him and I would have loved to have him back, but that's one. He's had five, four or five bad years and one excellent year. There's a chance he steps back. I don't think he's going to be a bad pitcher anymore, but he might not be quite to the elite level he was last year. Yeah. No, I think that I think that's uh, wise words, Mark. That uh, with any player, they can have a stellar year, or they can just dip dip back, and, and and any one of them can. But I think overall, I think that the solidity of this particular team, you know, the core is coming back. I think we've got lots lots of things to be excited about, lots to chat about, and I'm sure we'll be chatting a bit more. Uh, just I wanted to just touch on in terms of chatting uh, your involvement. Uh, with the walk-off pod uh, with Scott and Adam. Uh, it's great to see you, see you doing that. So just tell me how that all came about. And... Well, Scott and Adam started a segment every Sunday evening called The Long Toss. And it's basically a round table where we've had uh, Craig Ballard, who you just had on your show last week. Um, he's been on a couple times. Uh, hey, Kami from, um, what's it called? Is he the TikTok? TikTok. Hey, Kami is a popular Blue Jays TikTok guy um, and a few other. Uh, there was a woman. Oh, I'm so bad with names. She was from. Uh, She's from Jason the, the Couch. Jays on the Couch. Yep. yep. Jays on the Couch. And then both weeks we've had a Blue Jays pitcher. So last week we had Kirby Sneed and the week before we had Taylor Sacedo. And basically they started doing this, but in order for them to be able to ask the questions and communicate more and, and also be involved with the live chat. They asked me to kind of come and be the third wheel and facilitate the live chat, uh, run, run questions from the live chat and topics from the live chat through them so that they don't have to, they can focus more on the conversation rather than the chat. So my job is, is basically facilitating through the chat and that kind of thing. And asking the awkward questions, of course. If they come to me, yeah, well, basically, yeah. I, I'm going to need to stay up. I must, I must remember to stay up. Is it on tomorrow? Are you doing one tomorrow? They are doing one, but there's, there's, uh, they don't have any Blue Jays guests, or it's mostly just Adam and I. Uh, I think Hey Kami, and I forget exactly who's on, but I think it's a, it's a lesser version because Super the Bowl. Super Bowl, quite a few, and I won't be on it tomorrow because Sarah and I, before they asked me to be a part of this we're already arranging a Super Bowl party that we're hosting. So I'll be off, off of it tomorrow. But every Sunday after that, I'll be on. Very good. Well, I will make sure that I tune in to one of the ones when, when you're on, Mark, and I'll, um, I'll oh, sure. tr try and send a few curveballs in. Uh, sure. So, so, so you, who have you got for the Super Bowl? Let's have it on tape now. Who's, who's going to win? Who are we going? I don't know anything about football, but I chose the Bengals because I liked their logo. Yeah, better. we'll go Bengals. Oh, you go Bengals. I would have gone with the Rams, but you know, we'll see. We're not huge football fans. You might be right. <laughs> it's one of them, isn't it? it? It's one of them. But just uh, just go back to the Walk Off podcast, guys. If you do want to listen to these, uh, it's really worth listening to Scott and Adam and the uh, the stuff they put out. Uh, if you're on Twitter, they're at at Walk Off Podcast. Uh, they're also on YouTube. If you do a little Google search, you'll you'll come across those guys as well. You're listening to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast of Blue Jays Fans UK. 
So to close off, I'm going to do our normal 10 questions that I've done with all our guests. I don't know whether you want to do this together as a collective answer or whether you've got sure. your own individuals, whichever. Uh, but let's uh, let's see where you uh, end up on these 10. So your favourite player from 2021? Ooh. I think mine is Springer. Okay. I know he was hurt a lot, but I still think yeah. he's the best player on the team. Mm. I love that guy. Okay. I loved, I loved Simeon, so I have to say Simeon. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Simeon's definitely come up before. I think I don't think anybody's chosen Springer yet. So, but I think you're right that he was he was out for you know at the start of the season, wasn't he? And then he came back, and then he was out again. Um, so we didn't quite see him in his normal full. I don't glory, think people understand how good he is because he was hurt so much. Sure. If he if he stays healthy next year, we we don't even miss Simeon's offense that much. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good shape. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Your favorite player, Blue Jays player of all time? Oh, so I'm only really limited to the last seven years. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Donaldson because he's been a big part of some of the more exciting things that I've seen. So bearing in mind, my all time is very limited. I'm going off my own experiences with Donaldson. Donaldson, okay. If you had asked me this question two years ago, I would have said Roberto Alomar, but mm, based on yeah. recent events, I still yeah. have a I have a soft spot for Roy Halladay as well. Those are probably yeah huge huge Roy Halladay fan. Yeah, no, I uh, Craig and I reflected on the Robbie Alomar story last week, and uh, yeah, I think it's particularly tough one all round. But he, uh, was my, yeah. he was my easy answer every time you asked that question until mm. so, last year or whatever. The news was, broke yeah. Out. yeah, yeah. Your favorite non Jays player? If now you have or all time? Whichever. You can go first while I think. Cal Ripken Jr. Not even close. Oh, yeah, we have. I have oh, this right that? here. Oh, nice. Just explain it to everybody who can't see that. This is uh, a plaque that commemorates the streak that he did. The uh, 2,131 games in a row. And there is only, I don't know, 100 or well, 500. 500 of those. So I bought that at an auction at a Blue Jays game, actually. Very nice. But he's, he's definitely my favorite player. Um, yeah. Not Blue Jays. Sorry, you saying the same, or you? Is there anybody you've seen in your time of watching that? No, I feel like I'm the same. I Mark is super like passionate about this, yeah. and this is usually in our living room until we set up Mark's podcast room. So this has been a staple of our main living room since okay. ever. So I like that podcast room. That's that sounds very very good. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and you've got some great jerseys, which is going to be a good question in a minute. Okay, so uh, when you're at the game, what's your favorite baseball food? Hmm. I like, I like the street meat. I like a good sausage from just outside the dome. Nice. That's my favorite. I like the soft pretzels, which I never thought I liked, but I love, I love them in a game. Nice yeah. and warm, a little bit yep. of mustard. Very good, excellent. And your favorite drink with with your your grub? Yeah. A pint, yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought that wasn't too challenging, was it? 
Okay, day game or night game? It depends if it's in the middle of summer and the dome's open and the sun is burning every inch of your body, then day game. But if it's a nice breezy night, a night game. Just seeing the CN Tower lit up with the dome open. Yeah, it's brilliant. We've it? had some stellar photos from that. Yeah. So depends I mean, on the weather. Yeah. I don't mind either way, but I, I think I prefer a day game. Get it we, over with. And yeah. then you have, once the game's over, you still have time to go out. Yeah, totally. And it means that we can watch it, you know? So we, right. we love, we love day games. Okay. So uh, behind you, I think, yeah, I think you've got all, oh, no, not all five colors. You've got four of them up there. So what's your favorite Jay's jersey color? I love the baby blue. I like the baby blue as well. Okay. Very good. Uh, no white ones hanging up there, Mark. What, what's going on? You, you've gone for the cat. You got. I'm got too cat dirty of- to wear white. No, you have a white one, but you gave it to, you gave it to my brother. Oh, you gave there the you white one to my brother. Yeah, very good. Uh, who's on your grey jersey? I can't quite see. It's behind you. Edwin. Oh, Ed- Edwin. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, and I, you can't see this one very well, but I have. Oh, there's a Donaldson one as well. Yes. Look at that. Okay, so your favourite um, jersey number. Obviously, you've got several numbers up there. Is there any particular one? Or that's that one right there. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah. Both of you on the same? Yeah. Yeah, my two jerseys are a Devin Travis and a Drew Hutchinson. So okay. I, I don't have good luck with uh, my jersey choices, that's for sure. That's right. No, Devin. I like Devin. <laughs> yeah, he's good. And finally, roof open or roof closed? Open. Open. Yeah. Yeah. Not even, not even close. Not even close. Apart from, yeah, apart from you guaranteed a game. And I think that's the best bit about coming to the Jays, particularly yeah. when we're traveling from the UK across and you're thinking, I hope you haven't got all that. I hope the weather's going to be good and it's not going to be rained out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The fact that we've it's got just, it. I think it's a stunning view when you're sitting on the third baseline and all you can see is the CN towers behind yeah. the dome. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. No, it is. Why do they um, always shut the roof then in the postseason? Do they? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Maybe because it's October in Canada? Well, I think I, I mean I think part of it is that they want to have a consistent that makes sense. temperature yeah. if you like, you know, so yeah. one night doesn't favor one team over another and etc. Yeah. Um but um yeah, cuz I, I remember last uh no, it's 2 years ago, wasn't it? In 2020 when they uh was it 20 oh, no it might have been the 2015 series or 16 i can't remember anyway recently where there was a lot of question because the, the weather outside was beautiful you know for it for mm-hmm. october evening no no rain or anything and yet the roof yeah. was closed but um yeah it's, it's one of those weird weird bits of uh information that right. somebody somewhere you know decides it's, this one yeah it's probably just a consistency thing like like you said someone sure. probably complained one time so they made the executive decision yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that wasn't you, was it, Sarah? No, definitely not. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for spending a bit of time tonight. Uh, it's been really fun to just chat again. Uh, I know we've we've caught up before when we did our Facebook Zooms. Uh, I think it was probably a couple of years ago now. Um, yeah. But I've been uh, looking forward to having you both on, and uh, great to chat to you both. Get get completely different perspectives because of uh, you know the mix of. Canadian native and, and newcomer yeah. from the UK, but um, I hope you've enjoyed it. 
Yeah, it's yeah, been great. It. Thanks for having us. We're no. visiting England in April, so maybe we can uh, make a point of saying hi. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, let, let us know where you're going and where you're traveling. And uh, I, I know you guys know a lot of uh, the Blue Jays fans over here, so I'm sure somewhere along your travels you'll get to, to get to see some of us. But uh, I hope so. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. Thanks ever so much, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Guys, thank you for listening in again tonight. Uh, it's been always a joy to to chat to you. If you'd like to get in touch with me and uh, want to tell us a little bit about your Blue Jays memories, uh, please uh, either drop me an email or contact me on Twitter. All the details are at the end of the pod as usual. Uh, but for now, we'll say good night and we'll see you soon. The Red, White and Blue Jays podcast is a production of Blue Jays Fans UK. If you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Jays Fans UK. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening.